This is a podcast from the Queen City Podcast Network. Welcome to Nerd School. Nerd! 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 Yeah. Suck it, nerd! 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 Uh. Welcome to Nerd School. My name is Loki. Welcome to the Nerd School podcast. You jerk. She's like a Sith, but she doesn't want to be in the lifestyle anymore, kind of thing. Oh. And she ends up having a lightsaber that has like the red um lightsaber on one end and then like a yellow lightsaber on the other end. But it's like a double bladed. This lightsaber. is in this is in the comics or a book? It's not, it's in a Star Star look at the Star Trek. Star Wars Visions. Oh. It's like their new season. Like the first episode is called Sith. Is and it's the, all about that's the anime one? The it's not anime, stuff? but it's animated one. And it's not it's it's not even anime. It's almost like uh music video, like early nineties oh. kind of style. Okay. Because it's like it is like she's 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 basically an artist. Okay. But then like her 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 energy and her force manifest itself in like splotches of color but then like there's these just her her master is hunting her down because he's trying to get her to really embrace the sith but she no longer wants to do any she just wants to live life and enjoy life but then she ends and it's weird because she ends up fighting him and then all of a sudden her when her blade comes out the ones like she realized she can combine being a Sith and just doing whatever she wants to do kind of thing. So yeah. that like the blade kind of represents that, but she ends up killing the Sith Lord, which basically does what he was trying to get her to do. Cause in order to become a Sith Lord, you have to, your apprentice has to kill you. That's why they say I can only, there can only be two. And that's why, like, how I've been sitting there at TBJ. Yeah. I'm like, you got the perfect opportunity to be a Sith Lord. Like, you want to take me down. You take me out. Yeah. You ascend to being the Sith Lord. And then she becomes the Lord. That's right. <laughs> right. Instead of the apprentice. There can only be two. Right. Oh, my God. Well, that's a great way to start. Uh, so, hopefully, there'll be a Star Wars museum coming soon because we just uh, last week got to preview the Marvel. Superhero, what's it called? The Marvel. I should get this right. Universal, Universal Superheroes. Universal Superheroes. Superheroes. Yeah, Marvel's Universal Superheroes exhibit at Discovery Place Science in Charlotte, North Carolina. That it is open for the next two months at least, possibly three. Uh, I think it, they're hoping to extend until September, but we got to preview it as part of Nerd School. And we promised them we'd put out an episode. We put out some videos. I'm still editing together a little bit of a, you know, a fun little video uh, based on what we did there. So I got to interview the co-curator, Patrick A. Reed. And here is a little bit of what he told us about the exhibit. Patrick A. Reed, I'm the associate curator of Marvel Universe of Superheroes, which is now on display here at Discovery Place in beautiful Charlotte through September. Uh, Unless we're really lucky and they demand that we extend it. Um, okay. I'm keeping my fingers crossed okay. <laughs> on that one. Yes. 
because I'd, I'd like more reasons to be spending time here in Charlotte. Yeah, so exciting. Tell me again about your history at San Diego Comic-Con, how, what you used to do with the hip-hop. And okay, so I, um, I am a longtime pop culture journalist and historian. Um, I do a lot of programming at conventions and at film festivals. Uh, for the past uh, almost 11 years now, I've been doing the hip-hop and comics cultures combining programs at San Diego Comic-Con, at yeah. New York Comic-Con, at uh, various colleges and schools and okay. other venues around the country. We did one at the Louis Vuitton store really? in New York in December, um, which was astonishing. Like, it's, you know, it's the Louis Vuitton store, and we have Eric Orr, the first hip-hop comic artist. We have Faramanch. We have Large Professor. We have Elda Sensei. Um, we have uh, Danny Lore, who's a Marvel writer. Okay. Um, it was... It was such an astounding thing and such a weird setting to be in. Yeah. Um, it, it was definitely a moment of whoever thought that hip-hop would take it this far. Yeah, really. I mean, <laughs> um, how, did you, how did you get the idea to combine hip-hop and comedy? It wasn't an idea that I had. It was just a thing that, I mean, I had always... It made sense to me. I'd always been in the middle of comics and hip-hop. Okay. I uh, grew up as a comic fan, reading yeah. comics. Um, and as I... The music that I listened to, the visuals that I saw, like, comics are a foundational element of hip-hop culture. Because hip-hop culture was built out of available elements. And therefore, you know, what we now think of as comic culture, what you see at a comic convention, um, is all reflected in hip-hop culture. The Saturday morning cartoons, the kung fu and action films, the visual sensibility of comics that was translated into graffiti art. Yes. all of these things were foundational elements, and you can hear it certainly now, finally, digitally streaming in things like De La Soul's records. Yes. Um, you can hear the sample sources. You can hear that this these were the points of reference that created a language for a generation. Yeah. And they were Easter eggs that, you know, gave people an extra point of connection to the material. You hear that sample and you go, oh, I remember that record, or I remember that TV show. Yeah. And so it... It wasn't so much an idea I had as just like, why isn't anybody discussing this? Yes. So I pitched a panel to New York Comic Con in 2012. They said, yeah, okay. And then the next thing I know, I, as a journalist and somebody who hates being on stage, is stepping on stage <laughs> with Pete Rock and Gene Gray oh and DMC yes. and Large Pro. And like it's. Well, DMC made his own comic. Oh, didn't yeah, he? absolutely. Yeah, so he, it, it, he, was, yeah. it was really. Um, it, was, it wasn't an idea. I had so much as a, why isn't anyone else doing this? And the moment I did it, I discovered it resonated. And it resonated with the people that, you know, that I wanted to talk to. Yeah. I love it. Can you share more about this exhibit specifically? Yes. Thank you for keeping me on track. Yeah, um, so, that's, that's my uh, job in this room. Yeah, no, so, I'm off in a so, right now. Right. Well, okay, that's, go. oh, <laughs> I, I, I mean, that's a whole other conversation. But boy, could I go on about that. Yes. Um, <laughs> And uh, I do for hours at times. Um, in fact, I'm just going to quickly. Uh, when we first hit lockdown, I ended up doing two virtual panels for San Diego Comic Con. Yep. Um, and uh, if you get a chance, check those out because they're on YouTube on Comic Con's account. Okay. Um, and they're they're not straight panels. They're visual mixtapes where I interviewed like 20 different people and then cross cut and edited. So they're sort of like visual mixtape mini documentaries oh talking about this at in 
uh, at far greater length and in far greater detail than I could right now. So, yes. Um, I have the biggest nerd boner right now. So, <laughs> Marvel Universe of Superheroes launched in 2018 at the Museum of Pop Culture in Seattle. Yes. It is an exhibition that has since played at a, at a dozen odd venues throughout the U.S. and Canada. Um, each time we reopen, uh, we have taken the opportunity to expand and revise it because... When we launched, you know, we started developing this in 2016, 2017. There were a half dozen Marvel films out. And now Marvel Studios has dozens of films and Disney Plus TV series. There have been the Spider-Verse films that have come out from Sony. There's a whole new live-action Spider-Man series from Sony. Um, there's, you know, Marvel puts out dozens upon dozens of comics every month. Right. The Marvel Universe is not a staid thing. It is yes. a constantly growing, changing, evolving entity uh, that crosses all kinds of media. So we wanted to create a show that certainly covers Marvel's cultural history as a publishing entity, as a film studio, but also talks about the creative universe and where it's been and where it is now and where it's going next. Fantastic. Um, and so each time we reopen, we add new pieces, we add new elements. Um, we take the opportunity to make sure that this is a growing, living, evolving project yes. and that people who come see the show will see their current favorite characters as well as learn a little bit about the history of the creators who brought all these things to life, about the fictional history of the Marvel Universe and yeah. the cultural history of Marvel as a company. Awesome. Yeah, I would say we started talking because I was over here by this WandaVision uh, exhibit and you were just kind of talking about how it's so current that we're, we're constantly evolving. Obviously, this started in well, 2018. And, and quite, literally, exist, quite right? literally, as you're watching this projection map space change yeah. and evolve, this, yeah. is, this right. is a perfect visual representation. Of like what you're talking about. Yes. You know, we took the storytelling that they used in the WandaVision show and yeah. literally brought it to life within this space while also displaying the physical props and artifacts from the show, the comic art that in certain ways inspired the events that the people show. now know yes. from the television show. Yes. And Love it's, it. uh, yeah, this this is this right here is sort of the perfect physical embodiment of everything we try to do. <laughs> yes. But I love to so get cool. through each exhibit. So when I was spending time over in Spider-Man, I noted that it wasn't just traditional Spider-Man. It was all the Spider-Mans plus Miles Morales oh, yeah. plus going into the Spider-Verse. And so you guys do a fantastic job of mixing clothing elements and comic strips and history and all the elements come together. So and when you keep you're coming going through, in, you'll find the video games. Yes. You'll find the animation. All I of did. these things are in here because these characters resonate through all these different media with all these different audiences. Yes. And we want to make sure that we build in those points of connection. So no matter what your point of reference is for Marvel, you'll find yourself reflected in this show and it'll give you a point of entry to then explore the entire thing. Thank you. Thank you for yeah. taking time to talk to us. Yeah, Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, that was great. So Art, based on what you saw, what did you feel about the exhibit? What did you think? I loved it. Um, <clears throat> it was it was one of those those super like geeky things because like one it was it was an exhibit about comic books, but it was almost like you know like going through a retrospective of like some big name artists, right? Yeah. So like then just being able to like interact with a lot of the things like it's one of those like. You don't know what you're getting going in, but then once you go into it, just because we have touch technology, yeah, it's like you know, you're able to sit there and go through certain things, swipe through certain things. Uh, they had yeah. little things that was like uh, where you could hold it up to your ear, like we got to hear like the um, Lonely Man intro to Incredible Hulk, yes, the Spider Man, 
intro from the animated cartoon series. So that was awesome. And then like the life the seeing the actual costumes from mm-hmm. the actual movies was awesome. You know, it's like so you you get that like you see somebody on television and you've never seen them in person kind of thing. Right. When you get to sit there and be like right next to their actual outfit that they wore, you get to really see just how big their presence is on screen, but then yep. also how big their presence, like like you mentioned, like how short yeah. Tom Holland is. Like yeah. he looks like a little like even if you watch any like the any of the uh his his solo movies, just having him next to Murray Jane, like Zendaya is is kind of tall. Mm-hmm. So he's it's almost like the way the, the camera angle is it kind of makes them look like they're the same height, but you yeah. can see that like okay. He, especially just seeing like actual photos of them out in the wild. You're like, okay, he's kind of a short dude. Mm-hmm. But I mean, we're not tall dudes either, but it was just like one of those things like you see this little small. And I guess Peter Parker, Spider Man has always been a tiny that baby. Little character. A little like, tiny, he, itty yeah, bitty. Not a little tiny baby, but like Tom Holland watch, is tiny. Like we yeah. stood next to his actual movie worn costume and we were taller than it and it was up on a foot, two foot pedestal. pedestal. You know, we were still taller than them, kind of. So, then also like the whole, and their feet are so I'm little. Wa- yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm wondering if that thing that we saw, like you know, like is it like could have been close to to life size scale that the thing would actually be? Because oh, I think the, the thing, thing just being yeah, a big, we, yeah. yeah, being like a big rock granite type monster. I yeah. mean, not monster hero. I guess you could still call him a monster. He's a hero. But right yeah. when you walk but in, so like, just what Art said, right, kind of right at the beginning, they have this cool, like a almost like a cartoon set. It's the thing sitting in a in a couch on a on a couch, and you can sit next to him and get your picture with him. But the window behind you was animated. And like you don't even realize it till yeah, after you took a picture right. that every couple seconds a, a superhero shows up in animated in the window behind you, like you're in the cartoon. Uh just things like that's like one little example of just the things that when you start scratching the surface, you realize, oh, this isn't just a this isn't just like a wall plaque. Like it's a video screen right, that you can right. has more information the more you swipe. And, it, it, and then it's like all of a sudden I got a panic once I realized, oh, my God, this this section that I thought I could I would only need to be here for a minute. Right. I need to be here for 15 minutes to get all the information. The right. And it's right, like, how right. big is this whole thing? We only have till noon. Like we got this preview for two hours <laughs> and we were like, Oh no, I got this panic feeling. It's like, I want to see all of this, but I don't everything, have the time right. to take it all in. I wish I could have spent more time with everything, but we just want exactly. to see it. That's yeah. so, so much to read too. Like, yeah, you could just sit there and you can look at stuff, but then like there's original art, there's mm-hmm. original animation cells. Yeah, there's storyboards. You have like and they take you uh, all the way back to the history of Marvel, like the very right, right. beginnings, you know, of that. And that's I'm a buff of the origins of everything. I need right. to know the step one, <laughs> step two, step three. And step it's like three. I got kind of like, oh, I'm too far into like now I'm in the MCU, but I haven't gone like I haven't got to the 40s yet. You know uh, what's you know what's going? You know, so it's a little bit overwhelming, but it's so cool. And that little Ant Man, did you see that little Ant Man animation thing? Yeah, that was awesome. I think I took a picture. Really I tried cool. to get a picture of it, but like you can see him, like he just running through, and then the thing will pop up with some factoid, you know, run through again. I like this fucking awesome. How to describe that? Cool. I'm not sure, but it's like you. It, it says, "Wait a minute here, like give this a second to play." So it's a little, 
it looks like an exhibit of like the size of what Ant-Man would be. And it's like a, mm-hmm. you know, there's a pen and a coffee mug and a whatever, a notebook or whatever. And you, and a pair of glasses or whatever, a stapler, like on a desk. And then it, but it's in an enclosed glass case. And then all of a sudden Ant-Man pops up animated inside the exhibit of real things and runs across and does these things. So you can actually see, uh, the size proportion, and then it's a whole animated thing that takes you, I don't know, 15 minutes to watch the whole thing, and he keeps doing different things and different facts about Ant-Man. Uh, and that's just one little part of it. And then, you You're know, right. Captain America's shield is next to you, and then the actual outfit Captain America wore, and then Scarlett Johansson <clears throat> Black Widow costume is right there. And it's like you could just spend the whole time just looking at one thing, you know, and, and it would be worth it. So definitely check it out while you, if you're in Charlotte, check out this Marvel's uh, superhero exhibit. <laughs> Universe of what Marvel Universe of Superheroes. Yeah, Marvel Universe of Superheroes. Yeah, it's very, very cool. Uh, but I mean, we just just got to the the surface of it. Marvel Universe of Superheroes at Discovery Place Science, Uptown Charlotte. Tons of fun. We had to pry Andy out of there. Like Andy was not, <laughs> not ready to go. Right. It, you know, that gave me flashbacks of growing up with Andy. <clears throat> Whenever mm-hmm. we would be, when every single time we would be at a store somewhere, and if our dad or mom said we could pick out a toy, like everybody can pick out one Hot Wheel. You know, you can pick out mm-hmm. one action figure, whatever it is. It was usually like a limit of, you know, five bucks or whatever. And everybody can get one. And once we got that green light, oh, we can get one. We get to get one. Oh my god! Like we all, you know, made our choice and already kind of had an idea of what we wanted. Andy would like reset his brain. He has to look at every single one for fifteen minutes and weigh it in his mind. And not we don't like, just pick one. Andy. Because you gotta, make, it's like you had to make a, a calculated choice. Yeah. You can't just grab one off because you don't want to have that regret or FOMO. You yeah. get home like, yeah. damn it. I should have got that 1984 Black Camaro. <laughs> yeah. And he would be up there for hours like, come on, Andy, fuck. And then until until the parent would say, okay, you can't have any of them if you don't pick now. You know, then he'll have to pick, you know, it's like, uh, and then he you was still, the worst. Then you yeah. still have that little bit of uh, subconscious regret because yeah. you're like, Damn it, I didn't really want this, but I didn't want to miss out on the toy. Yeah, what if I would have got that van? I should have got the van. You know, I should have got the other thing. You know, but I I, I don't think I was like just so annoyed at how long it took him that I'd be like, you know, I don't even want my toy anymore. It's taking so fucking long. (laughs) Come on, Andy. Goddamn. And Andy was always with everything like that. Like it was just. But you know, you don't live with them anymore. You forget about it until until we're at the Marvel Universe of Superheroes, <laughs> and it's like it's twelve thirty. He was supposed to be out there at noon. They're gonna kick him out. Yeah. He's gonna get in I trouble. Mean, that was a couple times. I was like, I don't even see Andy. Like, <laughs> where is Andy? <laughs> he needs to read every word. Every then I had day. to hunt him down because I was like, I seen this gambit. And I'm like, oh man, I gotta show this to Andy, and I gotta capture it because I, I want him. I want to yeah. see his expression. Well, and that's what we found you over by the toy, the Gambit action figures, and they had this thing towards the, I think it was kind of towards the end of the exhibit where you could vote on your favorite hero, and Mm -hmm. everybody who comes through can vote, and you can vote multiple times, and it keeps a log on a little TV screen who everybody's favorite hero is, and we 
Black Panther was like number three when we got there, but by we made sure to make him number one. Number one. Uh over I think who was who was number one at the time? Was Captain America or something? Or I don't know. I know Rocket was like up there really high. Rocket, Rocket was Raccoon. up there, yeah. Rocket Raccoon. So it'd be interesting to go back and see who's it's number really, one now, yeah. now that it's been open for a little while. And we are planning on going back because they do I know they're planning on having a Science on the Rocks, which is a really cool thing Discovery Place does where they get uh, they open up for the evening for adults and serve alcoholic beverages, and you can go through <laughs> the exhibits while you're drinking. Which I don't know, man. I don't. I, I'm sure they won't let you take your drinks in the Marvel exhibit. They'll probably have you can drink around it, but because I can see that as a recipe for disaster, somebody spilling their drink. Me, uh, me. Uh, <laughs> I'll definitely spill my drink in there, and then they'll we'll never be invited back. But. Uh, Anyway, it was a really cool thing, and definitely check it out. I'm trying to think. I don't want to give away everything, so we should probably just leave it at that and just tell everyone, go go see it. Discovery Place Science, downtown Charlotte. It's really cool. Um, and so that's enough of that. So what I want to finish this with, I, want to, I also want to delve into Art and I and Andy and, and TPJ. We've all been talking about uh, – that we've lately been sort of getting labeled an MCU podcast because that's kind of what we're focused on. We're taking so long to get through the MCU, but we don't want to just be a movie podcast. We want to be an all things nerddom. And so get into some other things, comic book wise and delving into this history of, of the Marvel kind of made me feel like I want to try a thing. Uh, and I fell down a rabbit hole online, kind of researching something to do this. And, and I, I found two Wikipedia pages. It's like the the it's like the history of superhero debuts in comics. Uh and then I and then I fell into like a DC. I feel like we haven't given DC pretty much any love at all. So since DC actually started oh, that's the, well, or Marvel. Well here, here's the thing, here's the thing. The reason one of the reasons we haven't done that is because we're we, we started out reviewing movies, right? Right, and we started with like the MCU, and we've done like you know Andy had us what was it Andy or was it me? It was Andy had us watch the Snyder Cut. Um, we've referenced we always we always because it's comic related and and nerd related we always reference DC, but like most of DC stuff, like I think I'm the only one who actually watches any DC TV <laughs> series. Yeah. And Flash and like and, and even then towards the end, Andy kind of ruined it for me. Where it's like anything I do watch on DC, because for the most part, most of the shows are on CW, it it gives me that Gilmore Girls feeling. But then because I'm a nerd, it's like I have to watch. And then like I get in trouble. Like Fincher, like Wednesday is the series finale of the Flash, which is the last surviving show. In the Arrowverse, you know, you know who Arrow is, right? Green Arrow. So the Arrow. Did you say Arrowverse? Arrowverse. So right. this, I have a lot of questions because I watched the trailer to the new Flash movie that's coming out with Michael Keaton as right. Batman. So mm -hmm. maybe you can help me here. So, well, I know you can help me here. So this is <laughs> different. The Arrowverse is different than the DC EU, right? Or the D you gotta you gotta call it by its new name now. The DCU. Oh, it's just the DCU? Yeah, James Gunn came over and said, Well, we need the E. We're what gonna, was, we're gonna what, copy MCU. 
What was the E standing for? Um, Disney. I mean Disney. DC. Disney Com. Damn it! Why do I want to call it Disney? DC, DC Comics Extended Universe. I think is oh. it extended or expanded or so whatever. DCU is the DC Comics Universe, but it's not right. cinematic. Shouldn't it be the well, DCCU? Now it, well, it is cinematic, but they don't. But they. I mean, I, if you want to cinematic call it, universe I mean, yeah, separate cinematic, than the yeah, TV yeah, not comics, and not the comics, comics, it would be it's 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 it's, it's uh, cinematic. So the Disney fuck DC comics. <laughs> it's not Disney. Universe. It's not Disney. So don't get it right, confused because Marvel owns Disney owns Marvel. They don't own DC right. yet. But yeah. we've kind of alluded yeah. to the fact that there's rumblings and rumors that they might buy Warner Brothers, which owns DC. Right. And if that happens. That'll be the a catastrophe for the comic nerd world, or will it be a benefit? No, I mean it could it could be like uh, it'd be like Coke buying Pepsi. Find that. Well, yeah, but then it also could be like uh, the MMA, like the what's an Endeavor merger. So you have like the MMA and WWE, yeah, basically owned by the same company, yeah. Like, but they're two different kind of brands. So it could be they own both. But well, they still just well when WCW WCW got bought by WWE and now we have all and of the videos, ECW, yeah, yeah, all the videos in one or place. Like how, or like how, for for Brent, AEW Tony Khan bought Ring of Honor, so you have you know Brent, these two different Brent, Brent P. Fundak is a friend of the show. He's a guy that we talk to quite a bit uh, that loves. Uh, wrestling and AEW. AEW. You gotta, AEW. You gotta yeah. specify. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't yeah. fuck with Vince McMahon and <laughs> his shit old, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, but fuck he's a very off. particular. <laughs> we gotta have him as a guest sometime because he's a very particular type of nerd. Right. But uh, possibly, yeah, so, the, possibly the nerdiest human I've ever heard right. <laughs> uh, speak. You know, and that's it, not to say that's, that's not, not a, a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. It's a yeah. But so. Reeling it back because we are, you know, the, we are the two like tangent headed motherfuckers. Right. Right. Never gonna say so, so what I want to try is giving wanted to give DC a little bit of love and and caring about oh, the no, beginnings no, 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 of everything. Yeah, let me let me let me let me let me finish. Let me explain it to you for you. Okay, let me explain this for you. So the Arrowverse. Oh, the Arrowverse. Yeah, we never right. got to that. Yeah. Back to so that. the Arrowverse started with the Arrow show. So and Arrow that, is all these... just like he's DC's stupid Hawkeye. He's guy. Oliver Queen. He's He's Bowling he's arrow. a he's a little bit different than he's Green Arrow. Hawkeye, he's Green Arrow, but on the on the you know they call him Arrow, but they, the arrow. show was called Arrow, but they did call him the Green Arrow on the show. Not to be confused with the Marvel character Arrow, A E R O, right? <laughs> but um, yeah. So there all these other shows spun out of that, and then because of that, they created the Arrowverse, which and Green Arrow ended. I think two years ago, and then Warner Brothers did what it did, and kind of sort of some of the shows just getting canceled, but then kind of sort of just started canceling the other Arrowverse shows, and then Flash they knew that they was going to be ending soon because the Flash of that universe, Grant Gustin, you know him and Candace Patton who plays Iris West Allen on the show, they you know they got to the point where like there was times where they had to keep trying to re-sign them because they was wanting to stop actually doing the show. Like, even Candace Patton just came out saying, if even if The Flash was to come back, she's done 
with the whole thing. But basically, and who's so, Candace Patton? She plays uh, Iris West Allen on the show, who's Barry's wife on Arrow. Yeah, no, on on, on the Flash. On the Flash. I'm sorry. Right. So, right. But just, so so just a quick, so, just a quick, dumb it down a little bit for the dumb guy who's all new to all this. The Arrowverse, right. as I'm looking on Wikipedia, includes the television series Arrow, The Flash, Supergirl, Legends of Tomorrow, Black Lightning, Batwoman, and then the web series is Vixen and Freedom Fighters. The yeah. Rick. Yeah. Which I've never. I I don't know any of this. I I know I I, know, I guess I've heard of the Flash and Arrow. Uh. And I think I was aware Supergirl existed, but Legends of Tomorrow, I don't know what that is. Well, and, and that's the that's the thing. Search so let's hold on to Legends of Tomorrow for a second. Yeah. So <laughs> then so in the Arrowverse is like this DC's TV kind of universe flash. Which so it's like Agents of Shield. Right, right. But here's the thing. Agents Even though that's Shield, not where, that's kind of an MCU, it's in and out of the MCU. Right, right. Where this, it's weird because they've done Crisis on Infinity Earths a few times on this show. Yeah. Which is, it's basically like where they bring other universes into the fold. It, it's, when it, it's, like their, it's like their version of the multiverse, right? Right. So, so on that, don't they, doesn't Marvel have a, Patent a, a no, multiverse? They don't. They, no. don't. they don't. Everybody can but do. Somebody can this idea to do a multiverse. This allows you to do everything. So now everybody right. does multiverses, right? But so, like a few years ago, when they did that 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 crisis on Infinity Earth thing, like all of the shows crossed over. But then they also did Flashpoint, which is a, which is basically what this new movie, this Flash movie, is based on. But in their version of Flashpoint, which is still tied into like Crisis serious thing that they did Ezra Miller he showed up on the Flash so he came face to face with Grant Gustin's Flash and they're like people like losing their mind because like oh shit that's two different this people is... who played Flash yeah but this is the D- at the time it was still the DCEU this is the DCEU's version of the Flash popping up on the CW Arrowverse Flash so people sit there saying like, "Oh shit!" So and, when the Flash they're both, movie, comes, they're both flashes, both flashes. He showed up just like the the way he was dressed in the uh, uh like I said, the Snyder cut. It's just the way he showed up in Justice League movie. He was exact same costume. So until this happened, mm-hmm. the, the DC movies like the ben, never, Aff- ben Affleck and all no, the never. Wonder Woman were not never. in the TV at all. They were separate. Never worlds. been, never been on a TV show. So when and he it, showed it was, up, was it did he come from another dimension? Is that what it is? He came from another. Yeah, universe? it was. It was. It was like him going through the whole Flashpoint thing, and he pops up, boom, by the bang, there he was. So people think like, oh, is Grant Gustin's going to show up in this Flash? Grant Gustin has well, supposedly he has nothing to do with this Flash. So would you say Grant Gustin is better than Ezra? Yes, but not even that. Like it's weird, and I think I'm. I mentioned this way back, way back. When we were talking about the Snyder Cut, the yeah. way that the Flash runs in the DC movies, yeah, looks like he's on roller skates. If you watch the Flash on the TV, he's he's running the way you would expect someone to like. Okay, super fast. So the TV's budget, better. TV's a better running. So that's better fl- than Ezra. I think the, the I think his unless they fix it in this movie, 
it's better than Ezra's running. Because like I say, Ezra's running, it's like he's on rollerblades or something. Where so you say the Flash it, TV show, he looks like how you would see, unless he's reading the comic book, and you see Flash where he has like his hands out and he's doing this move. Yeah. It's just, it looks just like he's running, like it's like the comic page popped out into the television. Where again, like watching the Flash and the Snyder shit, I felt like I was watching roller derby, which is, I'm not saying roller derby is a bad thing. Yeah. It just, it makes Flash look like he's not really moving that fast. So he you think it would be good. It would be good living with Flash. Uh-uh, because he's better than Ezra. Did them flash, uh-uh, who was that? <laughs> it was good I I'm, living uh-huh. with you. Uh-uh. It was okay. good. Better <laughs> than Ezra, the band, better than Ezra. Right, I got you. The whole it, thing was just me trying to get you say better than Ezra. And you did yeah. in a sentence, and you never once... Uh, knew what I was trying to get you to do. Broke. Just that song, right. better than Ezra. Remember that song? It was. Good. I never, I never, I never liked listening to Better Than Ezra. Uh oh, not one of my, not one of my favorite. Bands. They only have one song. <laughs> Did I just I know? Yeah. <laughs> right. Good. That's like listening. Good. What's the? Good. That's like uh, was it Marcy's Playground? I don't know. Is that that's the name of the band? I don't think I know that. I one. smell sex and oh, candy. Candy. I think that's Marcy's Playground. It is. It is. No, I thought that was Stone Temple. Pilots I think that's the name of the band. Sex and candy. Oh, you're right. Marcy Playground. I don't know why I thought that was uh, Stone Temple Pilots that sang that. I smell sex and like candy. So, Who's that lounging? Right, so, anyway. so, that, so that's the difference that the arrow. Well, that's exciting. So, if I were to if I were to start all over in this, would you? I guess now that it's connected to the DCU. Is it all one thing, and would you start with an Arrowverse, or would you start with DCU, or would well, you no, just go yeah, chronologically? That's, that's just it. They aren't though. They they it's 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 almost not like connected. how it's almost like how the MCU so far is doing with like with their being able to a few times use Venom, where it's like, oh shit, is Venom now in the MCU? But then it comes back. We kind of get gets wiped out of the thing because of like multi madness type shit, which you haven't gotten to yet. But it's like they Venom pops up, and it's like, oh shit! You already so you got Spider Man showing up in the MCU. Now you got another Sony property, Venom showing up in the MCU. And you're yeah. like that's gonna be this big thing with Venom and Spider Man, and then they took it all away. Well, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, I have a whole nother so, thing that I, I want to try too, which so, is so I want to start building I, the Joeverse. Just, just knowing you, and I know how you feel about guys with bow and arrows. <laughs> Arrow, which is a good show, yeah. because it all it introduces different storylines from the Green Arrow universe. You get Rachel Ghoul, who's who's been a Green Arrow and a Batman villain. Now, how are you, you saying like, that name? Rachel Ghoul. Because I think Andy calls him Ra's al Ghul, right? It's it's one of those things where it's like Andy says like it Mr. wrong. Mitzelplik. No, no, it's so, like in some terms he's Ra's al Ghul, and like oh. you, you can watch different movies and shows. They'll yeah. call him Raish. They'll call okay. him Raj. So okay. It's like it's oh, so it's like a it's one of those things, like a nickname type. You know, you could say his name there, like your Art and Arthur, that type of thing. Uh, it's not that. It's 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 more or less like a. Uh, <laughs> Roof or route kind of thing. Oh, gotcha. Like roof, roof, roof or roof, roof or roof. 
don't know. It's rough. So rough what do you like better between <laughs> Arrow, The Flash, Supergirl, Legends of Tomorrow, Black Lightning, and Batwoman? I did watch one episode of Black Lightning just to see what that was about. Black Lightning was it was okay. It was one of those Black Lightning was one of those things like you like as a as a person of color you watch it because it's a black superhero. Yeah. Right? Like if they like supposedly they're supposed to be coming out with a static shot. Not to CW, but at somewhere at some point they're supposed to be like a live action static shock. So that's one of those okay. things where it's like, oh, you want to watch static shock. But like Black Lightning was one of those shows where they introduced things and they actually did cross like towards the end, like once they had once once the Arrowverse had that little crisis thing where <laughs> Green Arrow became the Spectre who is is kind of deals with what we're what we're eventually gonna get to. But he ends up helping to create this new world. But then come to find out at the end of the Flash season, he pops up again. He says, like, wow, and everything on Crisis Earth made one universe. Basically, what he ended up doing is creating other new universes. So, like, they rebuilt it. It's kind of weird and convoluted. Like, okay, doesn't make sense, but okay, I see what you wanted. The show's going off. Let's just send some fuck you to peoples and shit. But anywho, yeah. Black Lightning <laughs> ended up becoming a part of, I'm doing air quotes here, people, the Super Friends. Oh. Which he's, he's been, like, Black Lightning is one of, like, he's been, like, in the Justice League, he's been one of their their leaders. Like, if you watch the right. Young Justice, this was the animated series, Black Lightning is basically, like, he, he's, like, one of the superheroes that they use a lot on the show. But he's like literally like the leader of the Justice League a lot of times in in the continuity of being, you know, having like the Justice League. But like yeah. so they had like all of the Arrowverse characters, they actually made a Hall of Justice. I don't know if you know anything about Super Friends and Hall of Justice. Yeah, I remember the Hall of Justice yeah. when I was a kid. Yeah, so they, they actually Super made Friends. a Hall of Justice yeah. for the Arrowverse. So there's Supergirl. They even have like uh uh Diggle who became uh I forgot what the fuck his damn character name was, but like all they like some of their minor characters, yeah, became a part of like their quote unquote Justice League, where they had like the chairs with all of their logos on the back of it and everything, where like all of these can come together and take on you know the big entity that they supposed to take on or some shit. And Black Lightning kind of became like because Oliver Queen was dead, he kind of became like the person that Barry would go to when he needed help and advice. Because he couldn't get to to Oliver. Anywho, this is yeah, crazy. that's that's that. That's that. So yeah, so so Doctor Cole. There's movies. Yeah. So th- anyway, so that's the Arrowverse. That's a little toe into that. So I think I want to get into the Arrowverse. Like I want to, and I think I think you know we were the plan was to go through the whole MCU first, Yo, but it keeps going. I, I don't think I think anyone... we need to dip around, and we got to start Star Wars. We got to get into Star Wars because we have someone uh, who is a. Uh, 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 Star Wars newbies never watched any Star Wars, and we want, and but they're a huge nerd and they've been meaning to. So I said, please save your Star Wars for us, and we'll do this on nerd <laughs> school. And so we'll have a new pupil because I know a little bit about Star Wars, so I it doesn't make sense for me to be the brand new pupil. There's still some things we can learn. You could be like, but you this could, I can be a, I can TA. be a teach a TA for Star Wars, <laughs> and so that'll be fun having somebody who's brand new to the universe and asking us questions about everything and uh 
going little by little, but we also have to figure out how we're going to get into it. So at the same time, I want to throw in DC. And I want to try this one-off episodes about characters and just go from the beginnings, of the origins of these characters from like the 30s on and just go through this Wikipedia list. And I found out on this page that was like history, it was like superhero debuts in comics and basically comic books. And it goes back all the way to superheroes even before comic books were a thing. It was a list of superhero debuts on Wikipedia is what it is. And so it starts with the 1900s. In 1902, there was Hugo Hercules and newspaper comics. You know, it goes magazines and pulp, pulp magazines, newspapers, plays, and then radio. And then, and then it gets to comic books. And that's where we really kind of want to get to our sweet spot. And that's where I found, uh, the first one was actually 1933 it was secret operative number 48, who was known as detective Dan Dunn, but that was not in DC or Marvel. It's in a company called Norman Marsh, which I guess doesn't exist anymore. Um, so I don't know if you heard of Norman Marsh. I've not heard of like, Norman Marsh. It just goes to some page that, uh, you know, it doesn't, there's not much on there. So on this list, but so the first thing from DC or Marvel is 1935, October, Dr. Occult and Rose Psychic come come out in DC Comics. And mm-hmm. he is, in a lot of ways, he is sort of a precursor to Superman. Because sometimes he's just wearing a trench coat and a hat, like a like a Dick Tracy type of guy. He's mm-hmm. also dubbed the ghost detective, but other times he's wearing a red cape and a blue suit. Uh and which is and they've said he's sort of this is like right before they decided they came out with Superman. You have to kind of you can see early versions of Superman and Doctor Occult. Well, you know I've the, the creators, of. the creators of Superman, aren't they like co-creators of Doctor Occult? Yeah, I think they're the same guys, Jerry Siegel yeah. and Joe Shuster. They're they're the creators of Superman, but they also created Doctor Occult, who is an occult detective and private investigator, and is a user of magic who specializes in cases involving a supernatural. Uh, and this first appeared in 1935 and this was the golden age of comic books which i know you guys are very familiar with the golden age and the silver age bronze age bronze what are we in now what's now Is i it... forgot you know it's funny because me and andy shout out to heroes con we'll be there yeah. this year yeah last year man andy sat on in on a panel where this guy was breaking down the um different ages and then also the kind of quasi new age that they have now okay yeah which i forgot exactly what it was. i'm sure if andy was here you know he's yeah he he spouted out yeah yeah yeah. yeah. and andy can't be here today because he's too busy uh investigating uh moles on his body uh he's kinda, <laughs> he sets aside every monday to just look at all his moles and so you saying this is mole monday for andy? Mole, it's mole monday for andy so he's busy uh <laughs> Uh, but Dr. Cult was published by National Comics Publication and Centaur Publications within anthology titles. He's the earliest recurring, originally featured fictional character created by DC Comics that still is currently used in the DC Universe. He's commonly affiliated with the All-Star Squadron and has appeared occasionally in paranormal-related stories by DC and Vertigo Comics titles. So that made me fall down a rabbit hole of what's All-Star Squadron. Mm-hmm. Uh are you, and so are you familiar with the All-Star Squadron? When I was young, I used to read the comic books. Yeah. But like, so the All-Star Squadron, I want to say 
it's like um what would be the Marvel equivalent? The Marvel equivalent would probably be like maybe the Defenders. Okay. I would give, but like off the top of my head, other than, you know, just give me Dr. Cult, like I can see the characters in All-Star Squadron. Yeah. But then I can't remember, like isn't, uh, name name a character. Uh, That's what I'm looking at. Uh, They were. This is one dude who looks kind of like Sentry. Who's a Marvel character? That's that's a part of them. I'm, I know, because like I said, I used to have like their like I used to like when I was growing up. I didn't care what comic book I had. I was just if it was a comic book, I, I fucking wanted it. Like you know, you go to the thrift store, you go to anywhere, you get like, oh look, there's a comic book. Let me grab one. Yeah, so I I guess I guess they're different people. Like the All Star Squad, different people. Yes, it's a, is is it's like a Justice Society type thing. Yeah, like the, it was it was. According, it was like after the bombing of Pearl Harbor, President Franklin Roosevelt gathered available superheroes, including members of the Justice Society of America, Freedom Fighter, Seven Soldiers of Victory, and solo heroes at the White House and asked them to band together for the war as the All Star Squadron. So I guess it included Superman, Green Lantern, Dr. Fate, and others. Dr. Midnight. Yeah. Um, um, so I, I, and it's weird because like a lot of some of these characters from All Star Squadron. Were recently on, uh, Star Girl. Star Girl was also a part of the Arrowverse, but Star Girl had like you had uh Catman, you had Doctor Midnight, who's Doctor Mid- who was his name was Alan McNighter, I think his name was, but it's his thing was like there's a Starman. Okay, it was initially um, chaired by Hawkman. And the JSA mm-hmm. members participated freely. The core of the squadron, however, was made up of lesser-known characters like Liberty Bell, Firebrand, Johnny Quick, mm-hmm. Hawk Girl, Commander Steel, Robot Man, and the Shining Knight. And then there's, of course, a Wikipedia page that's a list of all scar- stars. And Commander Steel, Commander Steel, his son, and I'm doing air quotes, his son was a part of Legends of Tomorrow. Living and he played a character movie. who could turn into steel. He could turn his body into steel. So it's that's kind of cool. weird. So yeah, so Doctor that was Doctor Cult was just one of these guys, but uh, later, and that was like in 1981, they did this. It was like uh, it's interesting to me because it's all about World War II, but it came out in August of 1981. Is it? You know, it just seems like a rip off of Captain America, like Captain America's World War Two guy, you know, like no, not we, maybe not rip off. By but by, like, by now by now you should have established that comic book like comic book characters, especially if they're done by certain people certain Arthur or artists. Yeah. It's like they'll like let's say if they go from this this house, this comic house to that comic house, they bring parts of those characters and they do just enough just enough where it's not like copyright infringement or like yeah. you have like Deathstroke and and Deadpool kind of thing, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like, like anything, they, the characters like Wade Wilson, Slade Wilson. So it's like you get kind of close, yeah. but then you, you you tweak them just a little bit so they're different. But it's Pepsi Coke. Yeah, because yeah. you see you see Both one colors. thing that you see one thing that sells, you make your version of it. So it's right. like. 
well, we had the Ultimate Warrior, and they had the Renegade in WCW, like which right. was like the the copy. You know, you had Stone Cold Steve Austin, and then you had Goldberg looked exactly you know dressed the same. He wasn't the same style, but there's copycats everywhere, not just wrestling and sodas. But uh, but I think the cool thing about this Doctor Occult is at the same time. His sort of sidekick, a side person, was a female hero called Rose Psychic. Rose Psychic, right. A childhood friend and assistant to Dr. Occult at his private detective firm, the Trenchcoat Brigade. And after Dr. Occult died during battle, Rose had bonded their souls together, resulting in them sharing one body. So that's crazy to me to hear about. So then, so she, and from, and it's weird. Like once you mentioned his character, I was like, he kind of seems familiar. Yeah. And then I looked at him. I was like, okay, he's he's a supernatural guy. And I kept going like, okay, he's related. Not related. He He's from him and Constantine or Constantine, whichever way he wants to be pronounced. Yeah. Um, and uh, a lot of the other mystical characters in the DC universe. Like, like I mean, remember saying, like just watching different shows and movies. And he will pop up, you know. And it's Dr. Like, Occult would here and Dr. there. Dr. Occult. But okay. he's one of those characters. It's like if you watch, like I say, like like Justice League Unlimited or something like that, and you'll see Plastic Man show up. You'll be like, oh, shit, that's Plastic Man. It's like you see him, yeah. and he may pop up in one adventure or something, but you like you know he's a part of the Justice League. I think that's... But he's like Plastic Man. <laughs> that's what... I think that's what I love most about comics, comic mm-hmm. books. Uh, oh, and I guess some of these superhero movies, but it's just that these characters, they keep using these characters. Somebody created in the 30s and they keep using, they're staying like true to the thing, you know, right. they'll they'll bring them back and they'll pop in and you can just, and then you got online, you have these like encyclopedias that list the appearance of, you know, you can look up one character and they're every single appearance, they are everywhere and you can cross over it into everything like i can read a plastic man comic because dr occult shows up in this episode if i'm a dr occult fan well but uh, here's the thing yeah so when i went so i fell down the hole i didn't go too far yeah but i fell right yeah so i started so, scrolling through the wikipedia page for him you yeah. know how you get to the bottom they'll show like uh they have like the footnotes, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like so when I usually when I go on Wikipedia, a lot of times I read through the footnotes. The footnotes are see, awesome. Just to see what article, whatever, whatever. Yeah, because so then you'll be reading the a whole article. article. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I clicked on one of the articles. Cause like, oh, cool. They made this mention. I forgot what the what the article was. I should have just pulled the Wikipedia page up. But like I was looking at it, so I clicked on this article and they started talking about Dr. Cult and like his appearances and stuff. And then one of his most recent appearances was in a book called Rain in Hell. And I was like, holy shit, we talking about this shit. And literally, I have this damn book right here. Really? Rain of Hell. Is he showing up? Yeah, you got that comic yeah. book right there. Right, so the backup story to this this book is Dr. Cult. What? And I was like, exactly. I was like, how I run and I see this because it was sitting on top of my it sit on top of my PlayStation, which is where I have my headphones at. Yeah. So every time we you know we go to record, I grab my headphones. I'm see I see this comic. <laughs> so I, I read the story like like I had, but I hadn't read it yet. Yeah. So I read like okay, they say this is the backup story and this issue. So I read the comic, and it does the thing where it's like you know he carries around 
the um this glowing orb, this red orb. He also say he mentioned he carries his black disc, which they don't show in this comic. But okay. he has like the orb that he has that he got from I guess they call it the seven. And then like the, the orb, seven is a whole other thing, yeah. Yeah. Right. So the orb is where like he'll sit there, like he was like in the comic, they were saying they talk about what's going on in this miniseries. And he was like, you know, these two dead people are talking to him, like, yeah, you know, you're gonna have to draw a line in the sand kind of thing. You're gonna have to come out because things are happening on hell. He's like, Well, what and it and it's just like in almost like in Constantine fashion, be like, Well, what does that really have to do with me? He's like, oh, it has a whole lot to do with you. And he goes through this whole thing about like, should I get involved? Shouldn't I get involved? Who cares if they, you know, called the herd kind of thing? Who cares? Who cares? You see the orbs. He's like, I came with you guys because this orb's been buzzing lately. And they they make mention of like a self. They make mention of modern technology, which is weird because like here's a guy from the thirties. Yeah. And then like here it is, and he's been basically he mentions how long how he's been living on his world for a long time. You know, yeah. he uses like something like the age himself. It's supernatural but, powers yeah. that make him. Yeah, never so this age orb really that yet. he has, yeah. he talks to it, and Rose Psychic comes out of the like an, an image of her, of a side of her comes out of the orb and he communicates with her and she helps him on these cases and things. I like, oh shit. So I gotta find the rest of these this, yeah, this miniseries. So, so that comic, what year what, what? two thousand eight. 2008 is what it's 2008. from. Yeah. Cuz cuz it kind of like parallels what I found is on the Wikipedia page too is that the uh the Dr. Occult's origin was revealed in Secret Origins volume 2 number 17 in August of 1987 done by E Nelson Bridewell and Roy Thomas. I don't know if they're comic book artists you know or or writers, but they depict de- depicted him and his partner Rose Psychic being slated as human sacrifices at the hands of a demonic cult, but were rescued by a shadowy group called the Seven. And the two were later trained in the use of occult magic themselves. And then 36 years later, Dr. Occult opened up his own detective agency, specializing in crimes of a mythical nature. And during World War II, he joined the All-Star Squadron. And at some point, they say again, he and Rose become fused into one being. uh, And... Dr. Cult has used sorcery to halt or greatly slow the aging process so that he appears in modern comics to still be a man in his late 30s or early 40s, even though he was born at the end of the 19th century. And so that's kind of the thing. It's kind of Captain America-esque where he's frozen at night so whatever from the 40s yeah. and you can keep so using another, another thing that, that came out of me falling down this rabbit hole is just you know skimming through the article and I, they, they mentioned House of Secrets. And I was like, I know, I, I know, House, I know this. Then I then it got the House of Mystery, and I'm like House of Mystery. So now I'm like falling deeper, and I was like, on Legends of Tomorrow, the last two seasons, they were living in the house. Cause like Constantine, he joined the squad later in this in the series, but okay. they was in this house. It was this magical house dealing with. So I'm like, what the hell is this damn? I know the name of this damn house. Cause then it's also in Constantine. I want to say. His animated series, animated movies. I think Doctor Cole pops up in that as well. Really, but this house is from like the House of Mystery, which is also like the I guess the I don't want to say like the twin of the House of Secrets, which has like ties to like Doctor Cole because it's all about mystic arts. But then Constantine was Constantine and uh, Doctor Cole didn't didn't you read that they were a, both a part of this? 
trench coat, trench coat brigade because they all wore these brown trench coats. Yeah, they and, dressed you know, like '40s news yeah. reporters, guys, you know, detectives or whatever that everybody wore. I just imagine like at one of they like like have you like if you read any of these older comics like from like that time period, they have that radio detective kind of speak. So it's like, hey, like, she, yeah, hey, hey. split the triple dicks. Uh, give me, give me a cup of coffee, <laughs> dang. <Yeah. laughs> Say, Jess, my welcome's out of 75, 76. That's the spirit. <laughs> yeah. So, when speaking of the trench, trench coat brigade, which is a whole nother thing that I never heard of, there was Mr. E, the Phantom Stranger, John Constantine, and I guess Dr. Occult. And I scrolled down farther in his Wikipedia page and one of the modern age revivals was in 1991 in Neil Gaiman's Neil Gaiman's The Book of Magic. I didn't know Neil Gaiman did comic books. Yeah. I, I Brent, Brent, Brent P. Fundak. He, he, you know, over the summer. I last, he was just a book last, writer, like a novel yeah, writer. Like, last summer, he um he was talking about how he was excited when the Sandman TV show, show came out on Netflix. Yeah, he was like saying how great the Sandman comic books are and everything. Um, but Neil Gaiman, he's done like what's it? Uh, it's a lot of his 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 books, you know, like are based on certain comics. But then he yeah. also does he, he does a quite a few other comics as well. Yeah, I had so no idea. Yeah. A, I didn't realize that. So that's why I was like, oh my god, he did something called the Books of Magic, which is a four issue comic book miniseries published by DC and later an ongoing series under the imprint Vertigo. Which yeah, Vertigo. I, I know you're yeah. familiar with DC and Vertigo. Like that's a whole yeah. subsection well, of DC well, comics. As Andy, Andy, I think Andy mentioned it before too. Like Vertigo was like, it's, it deals with more dark, more like the dark corner uh-huh. of the um, DC universe. It's almost like how Marvel has like their Marvel Knights imprint, which deals with like the darkest stuff like Daredevil, Moon Knight, but like with uh, Vertigo, you have like Sandman, you have uh, Constantine. You would have like it would it would be something with it's kind of dark, and in some instances sometimes kind of adult, geared towards yeah. more of a serious note, almost like 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 Batman could probably have Batman probably could have just could have been moved if he wasn't such. A big part of DC, he probably could have been moved to like Vertigo because he has that kind of like that darkness that Vertigo has. If that yeah. makes any sense, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then finally, I got to like the New Fifty Two, which I know you guys have explained a few times, and that's where he wields the powerful talisman, the sphere disc with the mm-hmm. black and white pattern called the Mystic Symbol of the Seven. Grants him the powers of clairvoyance, fighting exorcism, deflection, force field projection. I was thinking, I, I hear about the New 52 so much from you guys that I just wonder, like, if I was going to just start a comic book somewhere, should I just start with the New 52? If or... you want to have... Well, see, that, and that's what they, the, the New 52... Or does, and, that taint, and, does that taint things if I haven't watched it? It doesn't, but it's, it's almost just like with Marvel, they had Heroes Reborn. So basically what it, is, what it was yeah, with them trying thing, to right? pull in new comic readers. Yeah, Whereas yeah. now, the way that they do comics, they they found a way to like, okay, we'll have a book, but they'll tell you like, okay, this is a good ju- good jumping off point, a starting point. You don't have to know, know the whole history. You can just start this 
book at this series, and then, but, but, but for you, it's going to be tough. Because, you know, like, I know, like, let's say if I'm reading a book, like, a lot, like, even now, some of the stuff I, like, the reason I started reading the new Amazing Spider-Man series is because I was reading one book, and it was like, it said, see what happened and such and such. So then I went back, started reading that, those books, because, like, I wanted to be, oh, cool. Like, the Daredevil Chip Zdarsky run, which I've been starting from the very beginning. Yeah. Because it's like, Daredevil's got to a point, it's like, I don't just want to just start reading, because... This shit is ridiculous. I need to go back and start from the beginning and work my way up that way. But I'm just doing that with Daredevil. And then with Amazing Spider-Man 1, they're only on issue 26. And I'm on issue 8. So it's like, it's it's, it's feasible. They're like, okay, I'm going to sit there and I'm going to read enough that I can get caught up to where I'm in the current run. If you yeah. fall on that rabbit hole and try to say, well, I want to start back here. And like, I'm going to start at the New 52. The New 52 was one of those things, like when it came out, they had like new books coming out every week. It would be like certain books every week. It was a new issue coming out. Yeah. And comics are only like 20 something pages long. Yeah. But then like, are you going to buy them? And then are you going to read them digitally? That's the whole thing. I got to read them digitally and I don't want to pay for them. Right. Even if you read them digitally, like certain books like Batwoman, when I came back out, the way Batwoman was, was written, and the way it was it was illustrated, you could get it digitally, but trying to read that shit digitally, <laughs> like it's like this is one book now. I think I I kind of stopped reading it because it would always have, it would have like a circle and it would have text written in a circle. Yeah. So I'm like, if I'm reading it on my iPad on my Kindle, I have to sit there and rotate the shit just to read what's in a circle. Where if right. I had a comic book, it's easy. It's easier. To rotate a comic book, but when you're holding like a tablet, or you yeah. like, I say you read it on your computer. So now, how are you going to rotate your computer to read shit? Black one, black woman, yeah. <laughs> Batwoman, her and her book, it had like wedges. Yeah. So it was like the way it was. It was illustrated beautifully, but it was one of those things that was meant like it was literally meant to be fit read physically. Like if you read a digital, yeah. shit would hurt your damn eyes. Yeah, yeah, you no, know, because like yeah. that's so now problem. you got to read it this way. Then you got to read. Then like the the thing slithers in it's like a little slice wedge. You're like, okay, okay. And so yeah. having and then with the guided view, it would come out right. Because now like you tap in the screen and like okay, it's sliding. Like is this going the right? So it it, it becomes tricky. But then like I say, reading New Fifty Two. If you start a New Fifty Two. You'd be reading a shit ton of books. Yeah, because they're so it's the new fifty two is the whole universe, right? The all of DC. Right. It's not just But then you but I mean you get you, you know. get some cool cause like you get to learn new cool news stories, which they've ended up just going through and destroying and decimating yeah. that and then went back to some of the old dish. Like, yeah, well, fuck this new like rebooting the shit. We just gonna take it back to where it used to be, kind of thing. Yeah. So you have to deal with okay. that. So like now, like you're reading all of the stuff to get to know and then once they ended the new fifty two and they started up again, you're like, oh wait, they went back to the way it was. I learned all of this, but but what? Well, you know, maybe those, like, yeah, maybe I'll those, just uh, Wikipedia. <laughs> maybe I'll just well, that's what I'm yeah looking at Wikipedia, but I'm just like maybe I'll just grab as we do this, go through the order of origins of people, and I'll just find a series of Doctor Occult and read that, and then go that's, to the it, next the character. Good, the good find, thing is, it's any one thing, of them. I can bring the in eighty seven. Yeah, we'll be at Heroes Con. In a little less than a month, 
You know so maybe that's what I'll do. Every time we go to Heroes Con, I'll just look for one book, like one book or one series. You know, if I get them cheap, but it got to be a look for a good, maybe a trade. Maybe like if if we there on that Sunday, you know what they have like the special sales and stuff. Yeah, you pick up a, a good like I'll get this book. Like pick a like this is what you do. This, this is what you should do, right? Yeah. Do this, do this Heroes debate, L.J. Bowen style, right? Yeah. Take a list of books and things. Yeah. Put it in the cup. Then take a look. Take a pick list it out, of books out of a hat. that you want to read, and take it and put put the like I don't not books, just characters. Make a character. Yeah. Put it in the hat, and then just shake it up and pick one out, and then that's the character that you're going to get that backstory on, and you're going to read. That's the one where it's like. So then we'll have these twenty oh, podcast yeah. things, and you'll be like, "Well, wait, what, Doctor Cut? <laughs> Fuck you, Andy! I know this one here." Hey, you know, this is kind of making me feel like what we should do because yeah. I had a lot of fun last Comic Con, Heroes Con, helping yeah. you find Juggernaut. Like your goal was to find a Juggernaut, which I still have not yet got. <laughs> well, we found one, but he's super expensive. By the right. end, we found him like, Ugh. and that was kind of like cost prohibitive, but. What if we do a game, since the Nerd School is going to be there more days this year, mm-hmm. we do that thing out of a hat, whatever it is, however we however we decide, everybody picks randomly and we have a, a character, and we each have to go on a scavenger hunt, and we'll kind of record it, we'll record ourselves looking for it, see who can find whatever, it, like, it can be anything, it can be an action figure, it can be a comic book with them in it. It can be whatever it is, but if you get that's fucking awesome. If you get uh, Doctor Occult, I get Robin from Batman. Robin, Andy gets the thing. Whatever. I mean, hopefully, it'll be more no, obscure. I, th- like, I think what it is. So I think what we should do though, they gotta be obscure ones, and then right, we obscure. Find them. Yeah. Not necessarily obscure, but like ones who, like you know, we can't like. And with this, it can't be like any of the main characters. Like we yeah. can't. It can't I be mean, Captain is, America. You know, it's and, gotta and be. And I feel like I feel like. It's one of those things where, okay, so this is this is this is awesome. So it's like I know that me and Andy and TBJ for some extent, to some extent, like when it comes to like DC Marvel, you know, we're gonna have like a hold. Like, okay, we know, like if it's a main character kind of thing, even just like whatever. But like if we put, we can put in like image, we can put IDW, so it could be ones where it's like, okay, let's say if Firebrand. All of yeah, all of them can be in there, but like you might not know anything about like let's say Taskmaster, other than yeah. Have you seen Black Widow? Uh, I did watch it, yeah, but but I don't... you don't remember Taskmaster. But other than <laughs> other than yeah. other than your well, your exposure to Taskmaster from Marvel Snap, yeah. which is totally different than Taskmaster. Well, and I know I'm in Hero Clicks too because we played Hero Clicks. Well, yeah, yeah. So, but like like you may pull Taskmaster, and like okay, you got to find something with Taskmaster, and like let's say. Let's say, oh, like that's okay for you. But let's say if we pull something and it's like something like, uh, it's like Robin, right? Yeah. Like, oh no. So we have to redraw, but we have to redraw until we get someone like, let's say TBJ pulls Malbogia. I don't know if TBJ knows who Malbogia is. That's a Spawn villain, right? But but so isn't that like, part of the game? Is like she's got to figure out who that is. Right, right, but it's one of those things where it's like, okay, now it's okay for her to go find that, as opposed to like if she pulls out Monica Rambeau. Yeah, you know, like she if knows you Monica Rambeau too well. Rambeau, like you know, right? You know Monica Rambeau now, but let's say back then when you didn't know, if yeah. you had to pull out Monica Rambeau, it's okay because you're Joe. So yeah. it's kind of like <laughs> it's kind of like we pull from the list of names, but if one of us pulls something that's 
would become, I guess, a little bit too easier for us, yeah. the professors, then we would have to redraw it until we got something where it's like, okay, this this might be challenging, as opposed to like if we draw well, something where like, I just say we only put in the hat challenging ones. Like we'll just make a list. Right, okay. Like it's got to be like secondary characters like Firebrand or you know Doll Girl or Commander Steel. You know Hop Harrigan. I'm reading off people from the All Star Squadron. Uh, Mr. America, <laughs> Neon the Unknown. Who the fuck is that? Like, uh, wait a minute. There's a DC Quicksilver, and it has to be really obscure because you know Andy knows a lot of of Sandy the Golden Boy. Yeah. So real quick before we end, we got to end this because you got to get to work, and we got to end this someday. I found a list of the Marvel <laughs> comic book eras. The Golden Age was 1939 to 1956. The Silver Age was 61 to 70. The Bronze Age was 70 to 84. The Modern Age began in 84 to 97. And then they call it Heroes Relaunched, 97 to 2004. Marvel Disassembled, 2004 to 2012. Marvel Now is 2012 to 2015. All mm-hmm. New, All Different Marvel is 2015 to 2018. Fresh start is 2018 to 2021, and then Timeless is 2021 to current, I guess. That's the Marvel comic book eras, but right. I, don't, I don't see one of DC. Because I was trying to look for like a, a guide to just like everything published by Marvel Marvel and DC, like everything published, every series. Mm-hmm. See, like I would like to do a small series, like one that's like five books, you know, like I don't want to do one that's like 150 books, you know, because I'm not going to be... Well, like, you know, it's weird. Like I was watching... This um, I go follow a lot of YouTubers, con comic book YouTubers or comic book YouTubers. That don't make sense. I watch a lot of follow a lot of YouTubers who review comic books. Yeah, and this one guy, he like I watched this video he put out yesterday. Who was like new books coming this week, and I was like, okay. Usually when I read a book, I read like DC, I read Marvel, I'll do like Image, and then other stuff like if I'm reading like let's say I'm reading Rick and Morty. Or if I'm reading uh, Doctor Who or Star Star Trek or something like that, they yeah. end up being like IDW books, and then like Boom Studios and Dynamite. But there are all these other new comic houses. Like I don't know if you're familiar with Whatnot. Uh. Uh-uh. Well, Whatnot is the uh, the little app that came out last year where you can actually it's like an auction site. You go on. Who shot who and what now? People could like. They 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 sell off their stuff or whatever. Oh, you were telling me about whatnot. I yeah. Think. yeah, I just found out. Well, I, I guess I knew because I've seen like at certain comic cons, people have like whatnot exclusive covers of certain books, but they have their own publishing house now. Like there's a whatnot comics company now, oh, where like man. you can actually they put out comic books. Like this wow. auction house puts out their own brand of comic books, but if like there are other comic houses. Like there's the one called AWA, which is artists, writers, and art and artisans. Yeah. So it's like all these different books. I'm like, oh, the covers look amazing. I like. I want to start reading more indie books as yeah. opposed to looking reading like from the big three and then the smaller minor. I want to call them minor league of books. Yeah. But then they're also. I mean, we like how you know just going to like these cons where you get to meet other. You get to meet comic creators and see yeah. other different books. It's like just starting to want to read more of those 
and then trying to get more into like them kind of characters as opposed yeah. to just like this could be fun. I say we yeah. pitch it to Andy and TBJ as well. I've, 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 I've actually pitched me and Andy in some of the conversations we've had like, at work or whatever. I've always said, like, you know, we had those moments where you know, like he's contemplating getting back in to reading comic books, right? Yeah, but like even if we even if he doesn't get back into it, you know, we read stuff about comics, so like we can actually have things where like we have little episodes like this where like how you're doing the uh ca- the characters where yeah. me and me, me and Anna just sit there and bullshit about you know you can do a whole crowd. series you could do a series right. yeah or a series that was that you guys remember fondly, but I like this scavenger hunt idea like I even mm-hmm. like we record an episode where we pick our things out of a hat what we're gonna do. Like maybe the week before we go, and I say we do All Star Squadron. Like we keep we put all these <laughs> rare All Star Squadron people in a hat. We pick them, mm-hmm. and it's like whatever you get, and then we share what we found. Like I found a little action figure. I found a keychain. I got a sticker. You know whatever it is, or or it might be all just books that you find. Or right. you know there's so much shit there. The scavenger hunt idea to me sounds super fun, and then us right. sharing what we. Okay, here's my stupid character. I hated him or whatever. I read about him. <laughs> and now I like him. Or now I hate him. Or I want I found a t-shirt. Right. You know, it could be anything. Mm-hmm. Uh the rarer the better almost to for me. I don't know if TBJ and Andy will both be into that, but uh because it does kind of all spend some money, but uh but you you don't have to. You can be like, hey, I found it was eight hundred bucks, I'm not buying it. Well, like yeah, so we it's <clears throat> not even like you say we don't have to buy it. You can sit there like let's say you get a picture of you like, with it, yeah. Right. Well like like yeah, you know I'm doing this like oh shit, there it is. You'd be like, look, I found such and such. And yeah, like, just take a picture yeah. of you with it. Yeah, you don't have right. to buy it. Yeah, uh, but anyway, that we got to end here because you got to get to work. Thanks for listening, nerd schoolers. Uh, we talked a little bit about the exhibit at Discovery Place. Go see it. The Marvel Universe of Superheroes, uh, really awesome, really worth it. Go check it out. You can spend so much time there. Um, and we also talked about Doctor Occult a little bit. A little backstory: the first DC superhero with uh, Rose Psychic. Is that her name? Did I say that right? Yeah, yeah Rose, Rose Psychic. Psychic. Uh, who's you know, obviously she started at the same time as Psychic. That sounds cool. I'm gonna try to find me a Doctor Occult action figure with Rose Psychic. <laughs> uh, that's what I do. I'll collect the action figures one by one like that. Uh, anyway, Art Star, you got you want to sing us out? I don't have anything for you today, Joe. Next time. Next time. Oh, (laughs) oh yeah. Like one cool thing you guys should know is we I don't know what it is, but at some point I feel like I we we try to get her to say Excelsior. I feel like (laughs) I love that it's gotten to the point where it's like it's a kind of sort of like a running joke, but it's one of those things where it's like if TBJ ever does say Excelsior, yeah, it's going to ruin the joke. Like we can't, yeah, like it's she just, can't ever say. So it. It, like, this has to be a thing where it's like, you know how she's always trying to pawn me off. You know, it's <laughs> like it's always like us getting TBJ to say Excelsior is like a holy grail. Right? I think I think the only way to get her to say it is if. If she's only fans, if well, if we're behind her, she doesn't know we're there, and she's telling somebody, "Yeah, these fools always try to get me to say Excelsior." I'm never going to say it, and we'll be like, "Oh, she said it." But then, even then, I think that it'll ruin it. Like, yeah, I'm like, damn it, she said it. Like, we can't, we can't prod it anymore. About just give us one good Excelsior. Like, even how we was at, we was at the um, 
museum. I was trying to like just say Excelsior. She's yeah, like, no. no. Once I got a yeah. sitcom, once the guy like once once, once Sam Sam and Diane get together, then you right. don't want to watch right. it anymore. They've already gotten together. Who cares? It's got to be a love story. <laughs> Us trying to get her say Excelsior. So Excelsior nerds out. Anything else, Heart Star? Night of Power. Thank you for listening to the Nerd School Podcast. They say I can't rap about the president no more. But evidently they don't see we in the streets still poor. Still more incarceration of my kinsmen by the prisons. And people thinking this election to end it racism. Proud over pessimism, glad to see Obama But don't expect me not to speak out when I still see problems Mr. Officer, now they POTUS look like me You gon' think again when seeing brothers rolling down the street Every Martin Luther King on his American dream Still a Rodney being beaten, screaming fuck the police Me, I'm running through the pasture, trying to get away from master But the dogs is on my ass, I gotta move a little faster Can't pass for Caucasian, but I got a couple papers From the plantation saying I graduated Congratulations, cool beans, but to most school me Tryna dodge STDs, living off government cheese Trust the government, please, not even if it was me Sitting in the Oval Office as Commander-in-Chief Tryna give us this free, but there's a nigga in my ear saying You got it, Superman, you ought to keep it here Get this distinctly clear, I'm all about jetting Raps Kunta Kinte without the half-stepping A new chapter, packed with new lessons After that, the final exam, any questions? QueenCityPodcastNetwork.com Excelsior